an update on two of the 2024 NHL drafts, big wingers, updates as well on some Russian prospects, and we're going to do another segment of Game on the Line with the 2021 NHL draft, all coming up on today's episode of Locked On NHL Prospects. You are Locked On NHL Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to Locked On NHL Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On this podcast, we break down everything prospects related for you five days a week, Monday to Friday. I'm Hattie Kalakesh, joined by Sebastian High. We've got a packed episode for you today. We're going to start off with an update on two of the 2024 NHL drafts, big right wingers, Emil Hemming and Michael Branzak Newgard. Uh, we'll look at their games and an update on, on one of their recent games here and how they fared. Uh, then in our second segment, we'll look at some Russian prospects. So listener sent in some questions about uh, a couple Russian prospects asking for updates and what's going on on their side. So we'll go into that. And then finally, we'll go to game on the line for a final segment. We'll look at the 2021 NHL draft, select one player from each round, um, six players out of the seventh rounds, essentially, and build a starting six uh, for a game, uh, game seven Stanley Cup final overtime game just to win uh, a, a, a game of that sort. So before we get into it, I uh, just want to let you know this episode is sponsored by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics to treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. Again, that's J-A-S-E medical.com. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a comment letting us know what you want us to talk about next. And if you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform, make sure to make us your first listen of the day. So, Sebastian, you've recently watched two games from two big wingers for the 2024 NHL draft first how's the 24 draft in terms of um size on the wing essentially I feel like this is this particular year that's that's jam-packed with that position we've got Emil Hemming who we're going to talk about Michael Branzak Newgard who we're going to talk about I think of Igor Chernyshov as well was in that in that conversation so how's it looking for the 2024 NHL draft for a team that's looking for, for to add size on the wing Oh, for sure. There's quite a few options in here. And I think Emil Hemming and Michael Bransek Newgard are two of my favorites in that mold. Uh, both are players that are likely going to be playing a lot of pro minutes this season. Uh, Bransek Newgard already has been starting that way. He's been playing uh, the preseason games in the Alsvenskin with more IK and has been playing pretty big minutes in on a second line pretty much for most of those games. And uh, he is a great forechecker. Like, there's a reason that he's won his coach's trust so quickly. He is a very reliable defensive player. He's constantly applying pressure off puck. And while there's a lot of skill there, as his J20 production can show, I think he's played two games in the J20 this season, and he has, like, seven points or something. Yeah, like, it's too good for stupid. That. Yeah. Um, but, but the reason that he's sticking it in the pros is because he's such a high-end defensive player. Now, the offensive game, interestingly, is the one thing that hasn't fully translated just yet. He always expects to have a little bit more time and space than he does. It's just part of adapting to that professional setting. Uh, but that's one thing that we're going to have to keep an eye on just to kind of see how that offensive game progresses while the defensive game is already very, very impressive. I mean, this is one of the mm -hmm. best four checkers, like, like U24 checkers in Sweden already. Um 
and uh, he's again defense in, in the defensive zone. He he knows his assignments very very well. He switches assignments fluidly. He drops very low into the defensive zone to support his defenseman. He has all the defensive professional habits there that are great. Offensively, yeah. he needs to work a bit on his scanning uh, in my in my viewings and. Uh, again, kind of just upping that pace a bit, which is quite a similar critique that I have of Emil Hemming, who uh, his defensive game isn't at the same level, though I think he's a quite a good back checker. I think yeah. I, I, he, he he caused a lot of turnovers in the offensive and neutral zones, at mm -hmm. the very least against a junior competition. Uh, mm -hmm. He likes to kind of like just uh, lift a stick from in behind a player and just quickly get the puck going back the other way. He's a yeah. master of the counterattack, and uh, he's a very impressive rush scorer. And I, I think that his goal scoring tools are probably a bit more impressive than than MBNs are. Mm -hmm. uh, and he is a a very instinctive goal scorer. He's constantly buzzing around the slot. He's constantly staying in motion, trying to access space. He likes to prod defensive structures, try to create holes. Uh, mm -hmm. He's very very fun, but. The pay, the consistency of his pace is still a bit of an issue in my eyes, mm -hmm. and um, he, uh, yeah, he, he has a pretty strong foundation of things. Uh, but I think one one aspect that I'm a little bit concerned about, at least to start the season, is that mm -hmm. he is a he he relies on his like really superior physicality and impressive speed to kind of just like be that elite rush creator against junior competition and mm -hmm. that will not translate to the professional game like he's he is quick and he is powerful but not to the level of being able to play the same style that he is playing right now against better competition but yeah these are both players with a couple key like uh things in their games that need uh attention both in the short and long runs mm -hmm. uh but both of these players are really fun very intelligent and are quite gifted and have some really intriguing tools too. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you look at Michael Branswick Newgard, I mean, in, in the tape that I've watched of him, it's always been the type of player that you can see him develop into a checking winger. You can see you can see a clear pathway to the NHL. I'm not as confident with that pathway when it comes to Emil Hemming. Um, there are some lackings in his game that make me wonder how he's going to adapt to the next level. I think that Branswick Newgard sure needs to scan a bit more offensively, but his defensive foundation is so solid that yeah. at the very, I mean, I, I'm, I'd be very surprised if you're not getting a, an NHL out of Branzak Newgard. Is the ceiling higher for Branzak Newgard? I don't think so. I think that they're pretty much neck and neck in terms of offensive quality and upside. Um, with Hemming having the slight edge in terms of goal scoring ability, in my opinion. Um, but at the end of the day, you're looking at two players who have very solid chances of making an NHL roster. But I feel like Branzak Newgard's certainty is going to entice teams a lot more. So, you know, we've seen him in top 15 so far. We've seen him as a pretty much a lock in that position. And I'm a big fan of Branzak Nugar's defensive game and his his overall understanding of, of offensive patterns. He doesn't scan as much, but when he sees things, he sees them very clearly and doesn't need a second glance or, or a second idea. He's, he can he can execute on his plans really well. So I'm really excited to see how Branzak Nugar develops. I still have my my reservations about Hemming, but where do you stand on the two? How do you compare them? And where would they be in a tentative top 32? Would you put Hemming in that first round clearly? I mean, you already know Branzak Nugard is going to be in that conversation, right? Yeah, I, I think both of these players are guys that are definitely inside my tentative top 32. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that 
Brands like Newgard might be a slight bit higher. I I think that his on puck plays a lot more patient. He mm -hmm. uses a lot more of a, a lateral movement and lane switches and delays mm -hmm. and his rushes. Like he's just a lot more refined than Hemming is. Yeah. And there's a reason that he is the one that's already playing pro minutes right now. Uh, mm -hmm. Whereas Hemming, I think will will get that call up eventually, but it might take yeah. a couple months to get there. Yeah. Uh, I think I think Hemming is a guy I have around the twenty to twenty five range to start, uh, mm -hmm. whereas MBN is probably in that fifteen to twenty range, like a slight bit higher. Mm -hmm. uh, but I have one question for you: mm -hmm. Do you see comparisons between uh, Brandsteig Newgard and Oscar Fisker Molgard? Because I that's a good one. I quite like their defensive games, and I think they're quite similar players in terms of how they bring their value. I think Visker Mulgard is more of like that 100% playmaker, and you might get some more goal scoring with MBN. But yeah. how would you compare those two players? Well, Brandstack Newgard is defensively has a different foundation, I feel, than than Oscar Fisco-Morgard. Fisco Morgard's entire defensive game goes through how smart he is and how able he is to to anticipate play. Branzak Nugard outworks opponents. He's still able to outthink them, but he understands that his main tool is his, is his physicality. He understands how to leverage that as well. You see a lot of big guys just run around and you know throw their body around and not really think too hard about how to apply the body and when to apply it. Michael Branzak Newgard's foundational ability of of being able to outmuscle opponents, get under their sticks, um, you know, lower his center of gravity. I feel like that works a lot more in his favor than Oscar Fisker Molgard's physicality does. You know, I feel like Fisco Molgard is more of a brainy defender, whereas, yeah, uh, whereas whereas Branzak Newgard is really a lot more of the I'm gonna get under I'm I'm gonna get under your shoulder I'm gonna drop my weight I'm gonna hit you square in the in the chest and uh, separate you from the puck type of defensive player. Um, the stick positioning is pretty much the same though. I feel like stick positioning wise, they both have that foundation of knowing exactly when, where, and how to put their stick on the ice in order to intercept a play. Um, I have I have that there, there are some separations there, um, but for me it's it's very clear that Branzak Newgard is the superior defender defensive player between him and him and Emil Hemming, uh, which oh, yeah. is that's not very really close. kind of that's the that's the point here is just to see I mean for me right now Branzak Newgard is by far and away um, the better player of the two but maybe that'll change as the season goes on uh, that wraps things up for our first segment we're going to go into our second segment where we talk about some Russian prospects and some updates on that side in just a second but before We'll go into it. Uh, just a quick word from our sponsors. Don't get caught unprepared. Jace Medical offers you everything you need when you uh, suffer an illness. Uh, you're going through something difficult in terms of a sinus infection, ear infection, um, you know, that kind of stuff. If you get caught unprepared in these situations, it can be very harmful for your health. It can limit how much time you can spend at work, um, you know, getting that bag, all that good stuff. So make sure you stay prepared with Jace uh, Medical. They offer a Jace case, which basically all you do is you go online, you fill out a quick form, and then you get a prescription including uh, five life-saving antibiotics in the mail uh sometimes you might just have to hop on a quick call with a licensed professional but that's about it they keep it very simple for you 
Um, so Jace Medical is offering uh, to make you to help you save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus another $20 off if you use the code Locked On at checkout on JaceMedical.com. That's J-A-S-E Medical.com. Use the code Locked On at checkout, and you'll get $20 off your order. Um, again, a very helpful and useful situation. I mean, I've been in situations where I've had to miss work, that kind of stuff, and they've been there for me. So check out JaceMedical.com, and they'll be able to help you out with everything you need in terms of keeping your physical health up to date. All right, so moving on to our second segment, we'll talk about some Russian prospects, give you some updates on what's going on on that side. Um, a listener asked us to, to give him a couple updates about some of the Russian prospects overseas. We're talking about Alexander Nikishin uh, and a couple more of that range. Let's start with Nikishin. He's been having a fantastic season uh, so far in the KHL, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, there's a reason that we've already covered him in the last week or two on this pod, on this podcast. Like, we are Absolutely. big fans of Alex Nikishin. This is a... Very, very intriguing prospect who is really intelligent offensively and has a great toolkit. He's massive, but he's not your classic big defenseman. He's not one to chase hits or to be that like huge physical presence. He's a lot more right. of a skill-based player. And mm -hmm. uh, that is, I think, more on the lines of what we are personally interested in uh, yeah. and what, what we value the most. Uh, so we are very big fans of his. And mm -hmm. his development has been very, very steady and really impressive. I think mm -hmm. uh, like even just comparing the game tape from this season compared to last season, I've seen a pretty significant jump there. I think his development is continuing and an mm -hmm. off-season of training is already showing, uh, it's already reaping some benefits there. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I think Nikishin's awesome. I think that he's a, he projects as a number two or number three defenseman long-term and uh, Carolina got excellent value with that third round draft pick in 2020. As they usually do. Uh, <laughs> we like Carolina, Carolina's drafting. Yeah, no, exactly. They, they always seem to pick up these guys in the in the mid-rounds. But um, our, our listener also asked uh, us about Ivan Roshenshenko, which is a bit weird to me because he just got signed. He's going to be playing with the Hershey Bears uh, this upcoming season. So he's technically not a Russian prospect anymore. But let's talk about him. Um, you know, put up four points in 20-ish games in the KHL. You, you shouldn't take those points at face value. There's a lot of games where he's 13-4, doesn't hop on the ice a single time. Um, so, you know, especially with situations like uh, Russian prospects, especially Russian forwards for some reason, tend to have a lot of trouble getting into lineups uh, as prospects. Um, but his uh, MHL tape that I've watched and his VHL tape that I've watched have been really impressive. Um, he's up the he's up the ante. He's a lot more pacey now. He's a lot more intense on the puck, um, capable of making plays laterally and, and distributing really well. Uh, but he's also got a wicked shot. So I'm really excited to see how he does in the AHL against pros uh, full time next year. I feel like that's a great opportunity for Moroshenko to work his way up to the uh, to, to the Capitals lineup. I don't think he's going to play this upcoming year. I think they're going to give him give him a full year in the AHL, which is really really smart. Um, but I'm excited to see what happens with him and and kind of track his development as he goes on because he was a player that we were on and off on. He got I believe Hodgkin's lymphoma in his draft year, um, which made things a bit difficult, but. He's looking good so far. He's, he's bounced back and, and has been looking great. Um, he's a great pickup for the Capitals for me. He's a, he's a great part of their of their uh, their prospect pool. Um, but our listener also asked us about Gleb Drakazov. Now, I've always been a big fan of Gleb Drakazov, but haven't really gotten the chance to follow him too, too closely since his draft year. Do you have any takes on him? 
yeah, like I think I've caught like maybe two or three viewings in the last year of his. Uh, I think at least half of those were just in passing. But like, I had one viewing that was like actually zoned in on him, which was fun. And yeah, I mean, like he's definitely still Gleb. He's still the same like same style of player. He still has a wicked shot. He's a, still a very strong skater. Still a really potent rush scorer, especially. But I've liked the fact that he's started to layer his handling, this playmaking together a little bit more often. And he's learning how to uh, like, like pass out of like shooting threading uh, positions or, or shoot when he's like kind of showing the passing threat and kind of mm -hmm. using his tools interchangeably. And he's becoming a bit more of a cohesive package. And he was always quite a raw player in his draft year, where it was like, well, the potential here is ridiculously high and you mm -hmm. ranked him accordingly. Uh, but, but it was just, it hadn't fully come together yet. And it still yeah. hasn't. It's still a work in progress and it's still going to take him a couple of years before mm -hmm. he cracks the NHL. But he's progressing nicely. He's still certainly gleb. And uh, yeah, I think especially like the progression in terms of learning to use his tools in tandem with one another to become more dangerous in the offensive zone. That's mm -hmm. been the big key area of improvement that I've seen. And mm -hmm. I'm happy that he's doubling down on the offensive uh, part of his game with his development, because that's where his value lies in my eyes. Yeah. I think like he's, he's there are flashes of decent defensive ability, but he's going to crack a top six if he can produce as a top six winger. And yeah, uh, I I'm happy that like with the, his development, it, the focus has very clearly been on just like, okay, the offense is great. Let's make it better. And that is mm -hmm. exactly what I wanted to see with him. So yeah, Gleb's doing great. Clip's always doing great. I mean, you look at his potential and, you know, do you see that clear pathway to a top six or is it still kind of muddy? It's still a little bit murky for me. I mean, mm -hmm. I think I had him ranked in like my like late teens, early 20s, and I'd probably stick with that 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 range of at the moment. Uh, I still mm -hmm. love the tools. I still I, I think he, he could be a 65 point guy. Uh, mm -hmm. on a second line and be a great depth contributor. But mm -hmm. I still think that there's a decent enough chance that he just doesn't crack it at all. And yeah. if it just doesn't quite all come together. So uh, yeah, I think, I think if his offense can keep developing at his current pace and he can keep learning to add tools to his toolkit, yeah. then sure, give it three years and he'll be a top six winger. But uh, <laughs> it's usually like a, you see more of a curve in development, right? Where it's not exactly linear. Yeah. Uh, but but no, I, I still I still think he projects as a really good prospect, and especially as a third round or like late second round draft pick, you, mm -hmm. you cannot go wrong with Gleb. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I'd still say it's a little bit murky in terms of the overall projection. Makes sense for sure. I'm a bit of the same mind. Like I said, I haven't watched him too much, but um, you know, based on what I've heard and and the production overall, it's. It's looking that's, that like there's some slight progression, but nothing to write home about. Um, speaking of which, we've got Alexander Provalov, who we were asked about as well. Um, based on what I've seen, uh, went through two MHL teams with sub a point per game in each one, uh, and then got a loan to Kunlun Red Star, uh, which is not, not always good for a prospect's career. Um, playing in China led him to earn four points in 27 games, uh, or something around that range, which is 
you know, if you're playing on Kunlun Red Star as a top prospect, you're you're looking for more than that. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm I mean, having probably too... scored points on half the goals they scored in that span. That is true. That is fair. Um, you know, you can create <laughs> your own, is what I'm saying. But yeah, no, I mean, I, I, there's nothing really to write home about yet for, with Paravalov. It's been kind of an off season for him. He's got an opportunity to bounce back this year. He's playing in the VHL, which is a better opportunity for him. So we'll see how things goes. But I'll keep a close eye on Paravalov and get some more viewings in him, uh, and especially his VHL tape because his skill set in his draft year was impressive. I was I was fairly impressed with that. It's just a matter of seeing how that kind of plays out for him and how that evolves because he, he's a he's a fairly set in his ways, um, you know, kind of junior scorer type of player. But I'm I'm interested to see how his defensive game develops, how how he how he starts to leverage his his frame, that kind of stuff. Uh, we'll see how that develops. But uh, that wraps things up for our Russian prospects update in our second segment. Now we'll talk about uh, game on the line in our third segment and kind of get into our uh, our starting six for the 2021 NHL draft, picking a player from uh, a different round for each position. Uh, before we get into that, Sebastian, talk to us your sponsor for today's episode. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed, when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose, that you can use on anything, ranging from spreads to player props to over and unders and far more. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, so moving on to our final segment. We're going to do our Game on the Line segment uh, for the 2021 NHL Draft. Uh, now, we've got a lot of options for this draft. It was a bit of a difficult one. Uh, we ended up with very different lineups, ex- except for the left-handed D position, which is a pretty obvious one, if you ask me. Uh, so, Sebastian, let's start with your lineup. Who do you have, at, uh, who do you have as your front three at, uh, at forward? Well, I'll start off with Carter Mazur, who was a third-round draft pick for uh, the Detroit Red Wings. And a little bit of a surprising pick at the time, because this was an overager who didn't even score a point a game in the USHL that season. But he followed that up with two consecutive seasons at the University of Denver, where he was almost at a point a game in each year. And uh, he was he scored six points in six AHL games last season. And mm-hmm. this is a player who might even crack the Red Wings roster this year and overall projects as a really, really versatile and uh, decent goal-scoring depth option, maybe on a third line, with the upside of potential second-line upside. Uh, And adding to that, I've got Joshua Hoa, who brings a similar level of that grit, the intensity, the work rate, uh, and this is a player whose game is defined by the combination of his intelligence his intelligence and his engagement. He has really developed a ton since the Habs drafted him in the fifth round of the 2021 draft. And uh, he's shown at two consecutive world junior championships played with Connor Bedard uh, and they were great together. Uh, This is a player I'll be having at center, even though he likely will end up as a winger at the end of the day. I just couldn't, Mm -hmm. uh, I I couldn't ignore the, the, the option of picking him in the fifth round here. And I also picked Jackson Blake as my right winger, uh, who was my fourth round draft pick. He was picked by the Carolina Hurricanes. And this is an undersized skill winger who is going to be the 
playmaking fulcrum of my forward line. And mm-hmm. he is a ton of fun. One of the most fun really players is. in this draft class. And I uh, I had to pick him. I just, I needed to do it for myself. And I'm quite happy with my forward line. It's not the most like superstar line of all time, but I kept mm-hmm. that for my defensive core. Uh, but what about your forward core? What have you got up front? I went a different route. Um, I, I have my main skill guy in Sasha Pastajov, who's a third round pick of the Anaheim Ducks. Um, that was my third round selection from that draft here, and I've put him down as center. He's a fantastically skillful player with equal parts of playmaking and goal scoring ability. I think the hands really stand out with Pastajov. He's going to be the the main kind of focal point of that offensive core. Um, to his left, I put Xavier Simonot, uh, as you know, who's one of my favorite NHL prospects. Simonot is uh, a twice overage player who was picked in the sixth, sixth round by the Montreal Canadiens. And I've been seeing, I've been banging his drum since 2018, 2019, when it was his draft year that he should have been drafted. Um, and it took two years for him to get drafted. It took two years of me singing his praise and, and making sure that everyone knows who I'm talking about here he's basically become my uh my my beacon on twitter anytime he's mentioned i get tagged and simono is the hardest working five foot six player you'll ever see in your life he's built like a tree stump he can outwork players he can get under their skin i've seen him go into board battles against literal six foot seven centers and win battles um against them in the ahl so he's been looking really good i think he's going to offer a lot of that forechecking element to that to that line and then i'm i'm just adding pure skill as well with Dmitry Rashevsky, who was a fifth round pick of the Winnipeg Jets. And he has been looking fantastic since getting drafted. He's had, he's had great numbers in the KHL. He's up to eight points in eight games so far in the KHL this year. Um, he's, he's a guy who wasn't on everyone's radar, but when he was picked, I was like, no surprise there. He's a very skillful player. Uh, fantastic hands, great shot, great playmaking. So him and Pastajov are going to be doing most of the offensive carrying. Simono is still a very potent playmaker, but his role on that line is going to be mainly to man the forecheck, win, win pucks back for those guys, and feeding them in dangerous areas which i think is a great combination of skills um but talk me through your defense core because we went a different route um we have the same left-handed we have the same left defenseman but our right d is different so talk me through that very different right d's um Mm -hmm. yeah i I went with olin zellweger uh as did you for left shot defense which i think was a pretty straightforward pick in the second round the only Uh other player i considered there was logan stankoven uh but i was pretty happy with my, with the options of like Jackson Blake and Carter Mazur as my wingers. So mm-hmm. I, I felt, I felt very, very happy to just add Olin Zellweger to the mix. This is one of the most uh, ta- mm-hmm. talented defensemen yet to play an NHL game. And he was picked in the early second by the Anaheim Ducks and mm-hmm. could be their first, uh, a, a first power play quarterback by the end of this year. So Absolutely. very happy to have him. And I double down offense with my defenseman. So the other player I have there is Owen Power, the first overall pick of the draft class, who I underrated at the time, but making up for lost time now. Uh, and very happy to just have him in there. This is a player who is tremendously gifted offensively, really intelligent. He's learned to manage pressure extremely well. Mm-hmm. And the defensive game has been taking strides in the last couple of seasons too. So uh i am i am very happy with owen power being like the star of my team and olin zellweger really isn't that far behind so i'm very happy with my defensive pairing here 
Absolutely. I went a different route with my uh, with my right D, mainly just because I wanted to keep my first my first round pick for uh, the goaltender position. I went with Ethan Del Mastro, uh, who was picked by the Chicago Blackhawks in the fourth round. Um, Del Mastro is a very good uh, defensive player. He mans the defensive zone really well. I'm not as impressed with his his abilities going forward. I feel like his his offensive decision-making isn't all there. He doesn't have the best hands. He's a, he's a fairly decently sized defensive defenseman, which I feel is going to be a great compliment to Olin Zellweger. That's why I went that route. Uh, but I kept my first round pick to get Jesper Volstead of the Minnesota wild. Um, in that, I feel like, you know, the, the old adage goaltenders win you cups. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like Volstead is, easily a top two top three maybe even the best goaltender prospect in the nhl um as much as i like um dustin wolf and devin levi jesper valsett is jesper valsett he can do some fantastic things in goal and i feel like i can i can feel safe knowing that i have valsett and ethan del mastro to kind of to kind of man that the second that the bottom half of the ice and you can just let mm-hmm. olin zellweger sasha pastorov dmitry rusevsky and Zabi simono just wreck havoc in the in the in the offensive half of it uh so that's my kind of uh that's my reasoning for that um but you went with a six-round pick in goal tell me about Simeon Vyasavoy. yeah i mean i didn't have too much selection here i i knew i wasn't going to spend my first rounder on my goalie and mm-hmm. uh that did not give me too many options uh, in this draft class, uh, but Semyon Vyazovoy is uh, very impressive in terms of the pure numbers. I've watched a little bit of him, and I have a few more like scouting concerns than I do with like NHLE concerns uh, with, with Vyazovoy. I think he, he can be a bit chaotic uh, in net, but in his 19-year-old season, he put up a 920 in like 25 VHL games against professional competition, which yeah. is really good and. And Russian goalies are often very, very good. So yeah. I I just for a sixth round pick, I'm more than happy with that. I think there's there is some upside there. Do I win the goaltending battle? No. Do I win the skater battle? I think I do. And I think that that's what makes the difference for my team here. I think you win the defense pair. I'm not sure about the the the, the offensive core. I listen. Give Dmitry Rushevsky a chance in the offensive zone. He'll he'll bury it. I promise you. Uh, so yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited about my my offensive line. Um, but listen, we'll we'll probably never see this happen. So we can't really get a concrete answer. This is just on paper. Uh, Connor Mazur, Joshua One, and Jackson Blake is a fantastic line, though. I will give you that. I I'm very happy with it. I mean, <laughs> look, like like Joshua One, Rushevsky, I think are the. Uh, are, are, are two slightly comparable players. I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, look, I still I still like Carter Mazur a little bit more than Sasha Pastajov. I've watched a lot of Pastajov, and the skill is obvious, but he's a junior scorer, and I have a lot of concerns in terms of like translating that to the professional game, which is mm-hmm. why I went with Carter Mazur, who I think is a lot more consistent, a lot more reliable, and also has a pretty wicked shot. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm quite happy with my mix here, but... Mm-hmm. I could also rely on Zellweger and Power to score me some goals. So, like, there, there's a reason I went with two offensive defensemen to kind of complement the more rugged, like, forward line. Uh, mm-hmm. Though Jackson Blake doesn't exactly fall into that category. He's just it makes fun. sense, but for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm right. very happy with my lineup too. 
makes sense for sure. But that wraps things up for today's episode. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe, leave us a comment. Uh, and if you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform, make sure to make us your first listen of the day. For your second listen of the day, make sure to check out Locked On Sports today. And make sure you tune in for our next episode on Friday as we break down another game of the line NHL draft lineup. Uh, this has been Hattie Kalakesh with Sebastian High, and we hope you tune in next time.